Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey Group. The CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Idol League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues, which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of Warrior and Power equipment. For more information about their programs, check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. Hey, hockey fans. Welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here with co-host Jesse Lucier and with our main man, Mr. Paul McClain. How are you, boys? What's going on, boys? Howdy, dudes. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Another week, another two weeks of hockey has come and gone since we last spoke. Missed you guys. Yeah, Missed you guys. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, again, we got pizza happening in here. Oh, my God. Jesse just walks in from work, and he's got... He's got dinner waiting for him. <laughs> it's a pretty good gig over here, boys. It's a pretty good gig. He's, I, I come for want, the pizza. I want you guys all to know that Jesse is well taken care of here <laughs> at Sunset Studio. I can tell you that. This comes with a frown, leaves with a smile. That's right. <laughs> that's what, that should be your new Sunset Studio slogan. It should be. It should be. Speaking of curveballs, though. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, boys, I know last week it was a little bit easy because uh, both of you had it right off the bat. Uh-oh. And since we just had Terry Whalen in here to record uh, another little uh, movie episode, I'm going to go and move this into Terryland and go back to 1988 and 89. Okay? Okay. There were four players which finished, or that finished with 150 points or more. Who were these four players? Back in 88, 89. I know both of you were back in diapers in these days, but... 150 points. Or more. Four players. There's four so players. Gretzky and Lemieux? Was the great one still... Uh... Oh, yeah. They must have been, right? Yeah. So are we doing the answers be... at the end? Or are we no, doing the answers? I want to see oh, what you, you guys want... can do now, and then I will give the answers later. Okay. Oh, it's got to be Gretz. And yeah, Lemieux. it's Gretz and Lemieux. Yeah, and okay. Late there's... 80s, so the Islanders no. dynasty was over, right? No, it's got to be another one of the Oilers. It's just all four Oilers. I love this. I love this. <laughs> 89. 89. Calgary won the cup. Did Calgary win the cup? Lanny McDonald have 150 that year? <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, Yager? Was he buzzing yet? No, oh, he was well. He's been in the league for yeah. He no, he was a baby. He was, uh, he was thirty-two. He was at that winning time. cups in ninety-one. I'm just picturing Terry Whalen giggling at this point of the show right now. Yeah, <laughs> he would like, be. He'd be like, oh, come pups. on, boys, I got this." One. <laughs> oh, you got me right now, Paul. I was I gonna say this. like Mike Bossy or something, but okay. I might be past his. Could okay. be past there. Okay. How about I tell you that at least two of the players you mentioned. 
in all that list are correct. Two? Two. Oh, gosh. So That's you're at Gratson Lemieux. You're kind of at 50%. Be I mean, we could put some money down on this, but well, uh, thanks for listening, folks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> find out in two weeks from now. Answers will come later. <laughs> great podcast, boys. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Stumped right off the bat. Yeah. That's, that's great. I love yeah. it. No hockey, couldn't get the answer. There you go. Gretzky. It's uh, a curveball of the week. Mario. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yager. Was he alive then? We don't even know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Just cut all what this a out. Great cut all yeah, this yeah. out. We got some work to do. Here, Polly, with the editing. This is great. Oh, gosh. All right. So, let's, Go ahead, boys. Uh, yeah, okay. So, we'll kick things off with the Big Bite of the Week brought to you by the Big Bite Restaurant. Our good friends at the Big Bite Restaurant have so much to offer, folks. If you don't know about the Big Bite Restaurant, they've got Wing Night on Tuesday night in North Point, they got Wing Night on Wednesday night in Saiwan, and they've also got a Wing Challenge. Have you ever been there, Jess? No. Never. So they got the insanity, or whatever you want to call it. The Are these bl- the nuclear Blow your hot, face off yeah, hot, hot miss wings. Me, miss me and if that. you can eat the basket of hot wings in under two minutes, you get Does it. anyone actually get it done? Oh, yeah. I know a few people that have done it. Shout out Justin Chislett. Paul, have you given it a, a go? They just. I actually have not. I have not. You I, would probably give it a go and be able I, to, to do it. Yeah. I was there one night when actually people did, and... One guy actually did it. I don't know who it was. It was probably about 10 years ago or something. Yeah. And uh, he only lasted, after he finished and they gave him the high fives and everything like that, took his picture, he lasted about two minutes. <laughs> and they disappeared. And he melted. Yeah. And honestly, I, I did see him on the street later, and he didn't look well. <laughs> and by the time I had seen him, I came across this pile, just puddle of like, Vomit. Chicken and milk. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Let's move on, please. So, the big bite. They've got amazing wings. <laughs> Go there to melt your face off. Yes. And maybe you'll get a free beer or something. Yeah. So, the, this, this is the question. I have to find this out. You get your Polaroid on the wall for passing this wing challenge, but I don't know if you get anything else. So, we'll have to find out. But if you wanted some great Canadian food, folks, stop by the big bite. All right, so this week's biggest story, and probably just the biggest story of the year, uh, biggest story in sports at the moment, um, the the Kyle Beach story. Yeah, uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Um, first of all, um, overall reaction um, after the uh, after the doc- court documents came out and the case was over, and John Doe became Kyle Beach. Yeah, um, and you got a face to the story. Uh, how did that change things for you, and what were your initial thoughts? I mean, you know, I, I usually I, I feel like I have my finger on the pulse of things that are happening in the hockey world, but this completely caught me off guard. Um, and to tell you the truth, I wasn't even really aware of the extent of the situation. I don't know, maybe it was just out of ignorance. Like I didn't want to dive into it when these kind of first rumblings were happening. Um, but then once, you know, I think it was Rick Westhead who came out with it, and uh, yeah, the story he did such just a great job, unbelievable well. job. Yeah. He always yeah. does. Yeah, but then the roof got kind of blown off on this thing, and you know, I, I took the time to look at what happened. I mean, I think the easiest way to put this is just as a fan and a believer in the sport and in the NHL. This this was a very difficult, you know, thing to digest, and it's just so I'm so. I don't know if ashamed is the right word. I'm just extremely disappointed in this whole 
ordeal and that this happened yeah you know yeah i couldn't agree more i mean i think disappointed is is a good word to use i mean when it when you when it first comes out that this these allegations are being made and you're kind of like you know what really did happen um you it's you know there's so many you can be really quick to judge to jump to conclusions yeah. uh, and sometimes we don't jump quick enough in these kind of cases you yeah. know what i mean yeah and i think this is a lesson in that um when there was a face to John Doe and, and you listen to Kyle Beach and it you just gives you shivers and it's yeah. heartbreaking and it's tragic and yeah. you know, these stories are coming out on the daily in life, you know, both yeah. men and women and every time you hear them it's it's oh, it breaks tragic. Your heart. And, and you know, like to our listeners who maybe not know everything, I mean this kid was twenty years old. Yeah. You know. Um here he is, he's finally realizing his dream. He was never a superstar player. He finally gets the call up. They're on their way to the Stanley Cup final, you know, then this happens. And I think maybe the most disappointing or shocking part in all of this, because unfortunately, like you said, these, I don't know if incidents is the right word, but this stuff happens a lot. People in power, whether it's in sport, work, life, doesn't matter. unfortunately, this stuff has always happened and probably will continue to happen. The part that shocks me the most is that this kid did everything right, Mm -hmm. you know, like he went to the proper channels to say, here's what happened. Yeah. And the NHL, they just failed him. You yeah. know, like they let this kid down. A hundred percent. You know, and it's, just, it's shocking to me. Yeah. You know? um, yeah, I know you're, you're exactly right. He did do the right things at the time um, and got ignored and felt like, you know, mm. the world was against him and, and everything. I can't was, imagine, man. I mean, it was just, it's just horrible. Absolutely tragic. And I mean, the, the next thing I guess to, to ask about or to, to ask you about Jess is the accountability factor. I mean, some some of the uh, bricks have fallen. Yeah. Uh, there's still some people in power right now who were there and knew about this situation when it happened. Yeah. Um, it's you know in my opinion it's it's a clean house kind of story. Yeah. Uh, anyone who was involved that knew and did did nothing and ignored it has to has to have consequences. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the guys who are left? Um, uh, NHL executive of the uh, or direct or executive director of the NHLPA, Donald Fairs. Yeah, under, yeah, under yeah. Fire, so, and of course Gary yeah. Bettman now. Yeah. Uh, also under fire. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts there? I think the first thing that I look at is, you know, if you take all this away, what what is the what is the players' association there for? It's for the players, right? Yeah. And here's a guy who comes in, tells the association, "Hey, this is what happened to me." And the association, which is a, a governing body of players for the players, and I, I just I can't understand. I can't wrap my brain around how they didn't help this guy. So, but to your point, I mean, they've really, you know, anyone who's been involved with this in that kind of key brass decision making in terms of the Blackhawks has been completely scorched. Yeah, you know, that entire management team gone. They've just gotten rid of their entire coaching staff. You know, I don't know if that's related or not, but. Um, and then f- former guys who used to be there, Quenville, yeah. you know, his team was off to like whatever it was, seven and eight. No, yeah. you know, he had a meeting with Batman. Now I don't know how it lines up in terms of the NHL as Batman on his side. Um, I don't know enough about the details, but all I know is that unfortunately it takes events like this to ensure that change will happen. Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, like we just said, people are always going to, these sickos out there will always do these things, but the way it's handled now will forever be changed. Yeah. Um, and it's too bad that 
it takes a an, uh, an event like this. Yeah. But I think what you know, Kyle and you know his kind of close people to him, um, and I think the whole hockey world is rallied behind him. And I think we should all be very thankful of of you know how he's handled himself and been able to now hopefully change this forever moving yeah. forward where we'll never have to sit here and say a team consciously made a choice to yeah. ignore this kid absolutely and we all have to make a conscious effort as well to try to normalize this talk so that we can you know be open with our friends and teammates and things like that so this kind of things can move forward yeah um and you know we talk about like uh how they were able to do at that time how were they able to just let this happen? I don't know. You know, like, I so really they're they're going it. into the Stanley Cup Finals, and you've got a he said, she said story, hmm. or he said, he said story in this case. Um, it was easy, I think, for them in that moment to be like, we'll investigate this in due process. Let us get through what we're doing right now. Yeah. I mean. I just, I, it doesn't, to me, that's, it's garbage. It doesn't matter. Stanley no, Cup. I hundred percent you know, agree. Those are things that it's a full stop. And the you know, again, we, we you know we don't have to, you know, I know this has been discussed a lot, but they they had systems in place like yes. to to the proper channels to yeah. deal with these things, and like they didn't have to. This wasn't a new precedent. Like they had a system to follow. Yeah. But they consciously they as in you know management. Yeah. Consciously made a decision to say. We're not going to address this yeah. in the, you know, fear that it will upset our chance at a Stanley Cup, which is just disgusting. Oh, it's absolutely disgusting. So. When I saw, you know, they scratched Aldrich off the cup, um, and then, you know, you think I'm thinking of the scene uh, in the interview with with Kyle when he's talking about, you know, watching him par- parade yeah. around with the Stanley Cup yeah. over his head on the ice yeah. like two weeks after assaulting him. Sickening. I mean, it just gives me shivers. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's a subtly powerful move, actually. I know it might oh. be a small and trivial thing, but I think, you know, actually Xing out a name on a Stanley Cup now that those marks will be there forever and is now etched in hockey history forever. I think this is a very subtly powerful move. Yeah. So. All right. So uh, that's the big yeah. fight of the week, folks. It's uh, It's been a crazy story. Um, yeah. Um, all our best to Kyle Beach and his entire his entire family yeah that's right um so anyway we will try to change gears here come back to talking about the yes the sport um and we'll go with our found feel-good story as one of our segments um as a reminder uh found is one of our sponsors and as asia's first cbd concept store and cafe found is on a mission to bring life-changing benefits of cannabinoids back to the region from its flagship store tucked away in the leafy quiet shangwan neighborhood and convenient online store Found provides a relaxing and supportive environment to discover the benefits of CBD and CBG through a selection of infused F&B items and retail products. Now, for our listeners, you can find them on Instagram, on Facebook, or at found.hk. And one step even further, yes, you go to their website, and if you use promo code ATP10, you get a 10% discount on all products. So go check them out. Yes, and I will say uh, their uh, roll-on pain relief Roller is incredible. Is that why you've been getting all these yeah. points in hockey? That's, that's it. That's right. So our Thank co-host Chris Ivany has been <laughs> screenshotting me all his stat lines from every league he plays in Hong Kong uh, <laughs> over the last two weeks. So 
the I knew something was changed. So it's, it's all due to the CBD effects. Yeah. So for our listeners out there, who so what do you got for us this week, buddy? <laughs> the found feel good yes. story of the week. Okay, found feel good story of the week. Finally, we put this saga to bed. Eichel on his way out of Buffalo. Finally, yes. Saga is over. Jack Eichel traded to the Vegas Golden Knights. Him and a third rounder going the other way is Tuck. Uh, Alex Tuck from the Knights, Peyton Krebs, a first rounder and a third rounder. Thank God that's over. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's just, uh, I mean, there's I no other way I hate when these things linger on and it's just like, guys, like I don't even want to think, talk here yeah. about it ever again. Yeah. You know, the NHL is going to be a better place with Eichel in it. Yes. Um, I, I think when I saw the news, it was just a breath of fresh air. Finally, yeah. finally, finally. I like the trade, um, but, you know, I just think this whole ordeal and now kind of Buffalo can just move on from it. Yeah. Um, you know, he can go get his surgery now. What yeah, I th- exactly. Like he can get the surgery he wanted to. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. Yeah. And, and like, he's a young man with a bright future ahead yep. of him and yep. he should be able to make that decision in, yep. in my opinion. Yeah. And I think it sets the precedent. You know, yeah. I think this will now set the precedent moving forward on the player is kind of in charge. Um, where I think you go back maybe even 10 years, you know, yeah. we would have, this would have not even been a discussion, but right. you know, he held out. I'm sure his fan base has been, you know, or his following probably has been hurt in his standing, but I'll give him credit, man. He's stuck to his guns. Absolutely. You know, he, another thing he said was, uh, when Buffalo was kind of going through another rebuild, he said, you know, I don't know if I want to be here. Maybe you can move me for assets, but he stuck to his guns, man. So I'll yeah, give him absolutely. credit. <laughs> yeah. And let's take a look at the other side of this. I mean, Alex Tuck, um, big piece Krebs. What do you know? Uh, we'll start with, start with Tuck. Yeah. Um, a guy who performs like really, really well in the playoffs. He yeah. got like game breaking speed. What do you, what do you got on Alex Tuck? And was this a huge loss for the Knights? Yeah. Yeah. I can't agree more. I mean, I think what's made the Knights so successful is that depth, that just powerful depth they've had Yeah, where all kind of four lines can really play. And he was an instrumental part of this big guy can skate, gets it done in the playoffs every year. Um, I think it's going to be a big loss for the Knights. Um, you know, and like he's only 25 years old, man. Yeah. He's a ninety-six. That's a that's a big building piece of a yeah. team. And what about Krebs as well? I mean, he's a pretty yeah highly so, touted prospect. Yeah, yeah. So seventeenth overall pick, Krebs yeah. uh, played in the WHL again last year. He won a silver medal with Team Canada at the yeah. World Juniors. He absolutely destroyed the WHL last year, right. playing for the Winnipeg Ice, formerly Kootenai Ice. Oh. Should have threw that as a curveball back at Paul. <laughs> yeah. What's the new Kootenai Ice team? I'd be ready for that. I'm working <laughs> on a trivia question for Paul. I'm <laughs> so mad at him right now. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Just kidding. Uh, so he had 43 points, I think, in, in 24 yeah. games yeah. in the WHL, which is a league that's hard to get points, and he shredded it. So by all accounts, he's going to be a player. He's still kind of making his rounds in the in the AHL. Um, two, but yeah. two big young pieces, though. I mean... You're getting a great player back in Jack, in Jack Eichel, but those are two two yeah. nice pieces. I like the trade. I like the trade going both ways. I mean, yeah. Tuck's hurt right now. Eichel's hurt. This guy's going to the AHL and a bunch of draft picks. <laughs> fans are probably like, "What? What just happened?" But three month timeline, like fast as possible. Yeah. Like I mean that you know the low end of the timeline is three months apparently, but yeah. uh, 
It would sure would be great to see uh, Jack Eichel back in the NHL oh, and a healthy Vegas Golden Knights 100%. because they they've been boy bad. oh boy they've wow. not been good. <laughs> yeah, so that's my shutter. found feel good story. Thank God we can put that to bed and just start to move on from this and not have to worry about it anymore. So, shout out Eichel, the Sabers, Vegas, the Golden Knights, all parties in, involved. It's great to get that over with. Good night. Good night, Jim Kite. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got the Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery Spill of the Week. Those of you who are not familiar with Yardley Brothers, check them out at yardleybrothers.hk. These guys are award-winning beer makers. Actually, just recently, Polly, uh, as you know, uh, the beer that they made for our band, the Old Stag, won a gold a gold, award. Gold medal. A gold wow. medal in the yeah. Asian Craft Beer Awards. Whoa. That's as the best barrel-aged beer. And also mangy stick, mangy sticky mango. Sorry, mango. That's, a, that's a mouthful. You just mango, made that up. Yeah, mango sticky mango won a bronze award. Wow! Uh, these guys are award winners. Great guys, um, doing tremendous uh, work in the uh, local craft beer industry. Check them out at yardleybrothers.hk. So our Yardley Brothers craft brewery spill of the week is our biggest disappointment, <laughs> and I am most disappointed in these six people: <laughs> Kevin Rooney. Jacob Truba, Patrick Nemeth, Dryden Hunt, Mika Zibanejad, and Georgiev. Tell us more. What, what of happened? Of the New York Rangers. Tell us more. They, 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 they who seem like nice guys. <laughs> who completely fell asleep what? when Connor McDavid decided to go video game on us <laughs> and score maybe the goal of the decade. Maybe. Where were you guys? <laughs> there's, there's six of you. Like, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, we got to give Connor McDavid so much credit here because he does things on another level. But he just walked through. I got to get, I got to, like, maybe let Zabanajad off the hook here because he just stepped on the ice. That's a top minus. It was a bad change. Top minus. It was a bad change. <laughs> so Zabanajad gets caught coming on the ice late. But the other four guys. Were completely asleep and right. got undressed by the world's greatest offensive hockey player. Maybe right ever. Now. Maybe ever. I mean, it's being discussed right now. Look, but, I, I mean, mean, come on. Yeah. Give me your thoughts. On it this is. One. I mean, look. That obviously all of our jaws dropped when we saw this. But yeah. I appreciate you coming in saying, "Guys, come on, what were you doing?" But I will say this: there was a lot of stick checking going on there, and none of it worked. I will say this. When McDavid, because it was a bit of a weird situation, right? Yeah. Uh, look, if you're a listener and you haven't seen this goal, I mean, maybe you're like stranded. You got caught in an avalanche. I don't know how you wouldn't have seen this goal. <laughs> but it was a bit of a weird situation. He comes out of the blue line and he just does this like lap in the neutral zone, right? But the way he did this lap, I've watched this goal about 160,000 times. Yeah. But the way he did this lap, he looked like a shark in the water. Yeah. And just waiting. And then he just saw like the swimmers and he just attacked. So, you know, I can totally understand and be like, guys, what are you doing? But I also can imagine after these guys just witnessed this, like who was it who he dropped? Like he actually dropped guy fell defenseman that he did undress. Truba? It wasn't Truba, it was his D partner. Hunt? Or was it uh, Yeah, Dryden Hunt. Anyway. This poor guy actually fell over. <laughs> he actually fell over, man. So, and then he watched them score. And I've yeah. been in this situation before where, you know, so, an incredible player does something incredible. And you come back to the bench and maybe 
the coach might say, well, like, what were you doing? But I've seen this also where players have turned and looked, and I've done this and said, well, what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. What can I do? Yeah. He just – That was the best player in the world right now doing the best player in the world things. And, I mean, yeah, I don't even think they just slipped on that play. I think they slipped in the second half of the game. <laughs> but what well, a game. I like, mean, what a goal. Dude, I, I like, was come on. drinking coffee, watching this game. It's 1-1 at one point. You know, it's they're putting Kevin Lowe in the rafters. It's a huge night in yeah. Edmonton. Uh, they go down 4-1. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's 4-2. And you're like, okay. So they're back in the game. Yeah. Then it's 4-3. And then it's 5-4 all of a sudden with a couple minutes left. Yeah. And McDavid does this. I mean, look, historic like, night, historic game, uh, uh, historical. Special player, special things. You know, the... Talk about a time to be in Edmonton right now, right? Yeah. I was watching some some videos on this, and I saw a couple of comments that I, I wanted to flag because they're so funny. I saw one where this guy went to the game, and he, he commented, and I guess he went home and started watching the videos. And he yeah. commented, he's like, I was at this game live. I need my wife to check on me every two hours to make sure I'm still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Another guy said, I'm changing my kid's name to Connor McDavid, Dreisaitl Johnson, or whatever his last name was. <laughs> Just an incredible, oh, I mean, man. what an incredible goal. Yeah, too bad for the Rangers. Moment. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's moments in history where you, people will remember. And, and you just that knew that was special. It's oh, like yeah, a de- yeah. That's a goal of the decade, yeah. whatever you want to call it, goal of the year. Goal For the Rangers on the ice and on the bench, maybe just you know go get yourself a yard lease, watch it on SportsCenter <laughs> for the next 15 years, and you'll forget about it yeah. one day. No, you won't. Just You'll be part of a trivia question sometime. <laughs> yeah, that we won't maybe. get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice find there. Nice find on that one. Yeah, all right. We got one more segment here in the first period, our Psalm Sleeper of the Week. What do you got for us on this one there, Jess? That's right. The Psalm Sleeper of the Week, new sponsor, Yeah, Psalm. thanks to Kosuke, yep. Akita. Uh, uh, yep, our boy Kosuke, thank you. Um, for our listeners who might not know what Psalm is, it's kind of like a Red Bull, but it's for sleep. So all you have to do is you drink a can 30 minutes before you're ready for bed, and it'll help you fall asleep faster and you sleep through the night. Now I've drinking this can a couple of times and this thing really works, man. Yeah. It's got some special ingredients in there. That's right. So um but it's important to note that uh this drink was actually made originally for athletes. Um it's used by pro teams all over the world in football, um, you know, baseball, you name it. Um uh what else is it? It's uh tastes good. It tastes great. It's backed by world class doctors, trainers, and nutritionists. I mean, look, it's you drink it 30 minutes and, you know, make sure you're you're going to bed in 30 minutes because you're going to be falling asleep. And, look, you got to try this thing, man. You can get it at, um, I think, in, in stores in the U.S. Um, you can also pick it up at their website at getsom.com. Yeah. And to our lucky listeners, use promo code ATP10 to get 10% off. Um, check it out. Kosuke, thanks for the shout-out, man. So, Psalm Sleeper of the Week. Yeah, who's our Sleeper of the Week? Were you able to narrow it down? There were a few this week. couple players moments that we've been sleeping on yeah and the guy that i think we've been sleeping on the most is tyler bertuzzi from the detroit red wings and i'll be the first one to say i've been some sleeping on this guy (laughs) i never really bought into the hype didn't love him but let me let me lay some stats down on you guys drop some stats let me lay down some stats on you guys right now 
Tyler Bertuzzi, there's only four players ahead of him in scoring in the NHL. Do you want to know who those players are? Number one, Kyle Connor. Mario Lemieux. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. Yogs. <laughs> so Kyle Connor's ahead of him. Alex Ovechkin, you guys ever heard of that guy? Yeah, he's pretty good. And McJesus and Dreisaitl. Okay. He's fifth Bertuzzi. in the league. He's fifth in the league, man. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And hasn't he missed a few games? Missed a couple games. Um, you know, he had another four-point night uh, on the weekend. Uh, everyone knows his first game of the season, four four goals. Um, Is he a Zibanejad type, one of those streaky guys who might score seven in a game? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, totally streaky. But the thing is, is like if he's not scoring, he'll like run over your best player. You know, um, he's contributing. Yeah. So I think I've been sleeping on this guy. I didn't really give him much credit. I haven't really given this team much credit. But you know, the Wings are above five hundred. You know, and 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 he is leading the way. I mean, he's playing with Larkin. Larkin looks like he's kind of rejuvenated. Lucas Raymond, who's been kind of this, you know, shocker of a rookie, he's playing awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, like I said, above five hundred for hat-trick, uh, last week, didn't he? Lucas yep, Raymond. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Scored a he, guy can shoot. He's a good player. These Swedes, man, they just have the connection. But uh, yeah, Wings above five hundred. Been sleeping on them, but. My Psalm sleeper, man. My Psalm sleeper these last two weeks is Tyler Bertuzzi. First time the wing's above 500 since, like, Lindstrom was in the league. (laughs) So, yeah. Stevie Y was captain. Yeah. Good to see, actually. It's good to see. Yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah, congrats to Tyler uh, Bertuzzi. He's a hard-nosed player. Good Sudbury boy. Good Sudbury boy. Yeah. I'm going to drop some stats on you now, bud. Oh, here we go. Stats flying left, right, center. Stats 101. Paul, let's make sure these are right here. New segment. I got this. Stats 101. Here we go. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit. I I wanted to ask you as well, Jesse. Troy Terry kind of came out of nowhere for a lot of people. Um, He's lighting it up in Anaheim right now. He's got an 11-game point streak going. Wow. 14 points in in the first 12 games. Um, This is a guy who wasn't wasn't a high draft pick. He was actually drafted in the fifth round. Wow, uh, he's got a Steel. he's got a U eighteen gold. He's got a, a World Junior gold. Uh, he's got an NCAA championship. Uh, he played about a hundred games in the AHL and had a point over a point a game. That's not easy to do. Not easy to do. Uh, he's on the first. He's finally getting a chance. So he's a guy who went the college route. Yep. First of all, what well, came up through the U.S. national system. Um, and, you know, not a guy that was on a lot of people's radars. And here he is now on the first line with Getzlav and Henrik. Uh, again, he's he's getting an opportunity. He's, he's, he's putting up a point a game. couple veterans. couple veterans surrounding yeah, he's, him he's there. he's with the 40-year-old. He's <laughs> in the 40-year-old club. No, I mean, look, I remember him in World Juniors. is kind of when he first came on my map. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in the Buffalo World Jays they won, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um but again, you know, we talk about the kids in Anaheim. I think at the at the beginning of the uh, season, we talked about you know Zegras and Drysdale. But you know, he he might be sleeping on this guy. Yeah, right. Put we him on the Psalm sleeper Terry. list. Yeah. <laughs> so we didn't didn't mention him, but uh, it's great. It, I mean, look, it's great for the Anaheim franchise. Yeah. We seem to be talking about them a lot. So well, keep your eye on them. They're starting to come back. I know it's been a long road, but They're rock solid defensively and goaltending again. Like yeah. Gibson is never yeah. going to give up five he's he's just a solid goalie every and Troy night. Terry I mean look he's going to be a guy who's going to put up points for a long time yeah. but he's also going to be that guy you can count on in the playoffs put him on the ice in any situation smart player skilled but he's it seems to me like a guy who just gets the game he's, it's taking him time to nurture an NHL player so yeah. I think those are the guys that you know will very quickly become leaders and staples in your franchise and 
Yeah, it's great to see. I mean, congratulations to him, and what a what a great start to the season. Yeah, exactly. And uh, he's a plus player. Uh, he's been a plus player his whole career. Yeah, I feel no like back at his numbers. Uh, yeah, so just a good all around player. The Americans are going to be got to give a shout out to Troy Terry because yeah. he's uh, he's a guy who flies under the radar, and yeah. uh, he's having a great start to the season. Americans look scary for the Olympics, man. Come oh on. man, I can't wait to see oh, these yeah. lineups. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Oh yeah. Um, so I uh, just wanted to also mention a couple uh, tough injuries. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets off to a great start. Obviously, they just lost line eight to four to six. And weeks. he was off to an unbelievable. He start He looked too. like he was actually bought in, playing hard. Um, he was wearing slippers to the ring. Like <laughs> yeah. look up his game day outfits. Like the guy just seemed to find his groove and. Yeah, he was being himself. Yeah, and, that's too uh, bad. Yeah, so that's not that's tough. And also uh, Washington, who was off to a good start as well, as always. losing Anthony Mantha uh, long-term to uh, uh, shoulder surgery as well. So yeah, it's brutal that to see. That is tough. It's brutal to see for Columbus. Um, it's certainly not the storybook we all thought Line A was going right, to be writing. But yeah. look, this stuff happens, and it's unfortunate, but injuries happen all the time. These guys will come back. They got the best trainers in the world, um, 100%. therapists, but... Yeah, it's, uh, it's a shame to see, and uh, I know injuries can be tough mentally as well. So hopefully they, you know, they can uh, they can bounce back. But yeah, it's tough. That's a, that's a huge loss for Columbus. Look, just pass the puck to Ovechkin right now in Washington. <laughs> yeah, and let just him, give just him let the him puck. Fire. Um, he might break Gretzky's record like in before <laughs> halfway through the season. <laughs> but I like like uh, last year at the beginning of the year, most of the analysts were talking about like this is never going to happen. And now they're all like, oh, yeah, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Uh, he's going to definitely make this happen. Like <laughs> Everyone's changing their tune yeah, pretty quick. So and they're like, oh, geez, man, he may play till he's 50. Who oh, knows? my God, man. It's crazy. It is. It's crazy. All right. Well, that's the end of tonight's first period. Uh, quick thank you again to our segment sponsors, the Big Bite Restaurant, found.hk, some sleep at getsome.com, Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. Tonight's second period is brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, we're switching things up here a little bit, Jess. With our, we do uh, anything we want. We, can't, we, we, are total creative ch- <laughs> we have total creative control here. <laughs> We're switching things up on the fly, and we are bringing in our audio questions to the second period. So uh, we've got some great questions this week lined up. Polly, do you got a few questions over there for us? So- I, I do, I do, I do. Uh, do you guys want to start with the? Uh, well, let's start. We got a couple. We got three. Why don't you surprise us? We got three audio questions. Surprises at every show, anyway. We have three audio questions. All right, we got three audio questions. Let's see. uh, Let's go with a short one first. Um, I think I should have everything lined up. Maybe yes. Hey, Chris. This is Matt Sackney. My question is: How is Calgary winning with the team they have? As someone from Calgary, I don't think they're overly talented, but they seem to be winning. Can you let me know how? Thanks very much. Jacob Markstrom, moving on. Yeah, simple one. Thank you for coming. 
Jacob Thanks, Sackney. That's it. No, uh, yeah, gr- <laughs> thanks, Sackney. Uh, Matt Sackney, CIHL defensive legend. Uh, thanks for writing in or uh, sending in audio question, bud. Appreciate it. Shout uh, out quick before we get into uh, the Flames. Um, yeah. Matt Sackney uh, helped, helped me out coaching the other day. And this poor guy comes on the ice, first lap around the ice, bails into the corner. Oh, falls. no. Halfway through the drill or the practice, we do this other drill where the kids, you know, they got to try to knock the pucks away from each other. <laughs> One kid gets a pocket, just rips it right off his shin. <laughs> so shout out Sackney, man, you warrior. Thanks for coming out yeah. and uh, maybe wear full gear next time. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the question, man. Yeah. So the Calgary Flames, were we sleeping on these guys a little bit? Because listen, here's the deal, Jess. These guys have been expected to do things the last few years. Yep. High expectations. Very. And they failed time and time again. Yeah. Right now, the expectations may be a little bit lower on the Calgary Flames and look at the start they're off to. Unbelievable. What's going on? Yeah, I think first... Four four shutouts from Markstrom. Yeah, and his last three games, all shutouts. Um, the Flames off to a 7-1-3 start. Uh, I know I was sleeping on this team to start the year. I think I picked them. Um, now maybe I was drinking too much Psalm thinking about the, the Flames. But... I mean, look, you know, 31 years old. He's been in the league a long time. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think he had a a rocky start to his career in Calgary, but, you know, he's finding his groove now, man. Well, and we never talk about Jacob Markstrom when we're talking about the top goalies in the league. Right now never. he's got four shutouts in nine or His last or three games have been all shutouts. Yeah. He hasn't been scored on in three straight games. <laughs> You know, it doesn't make sense. So that certainly helps. It does win. help, but yeah. there must be other things going on in uh, in Calgary. I think so. I mean, look, just a few years ago, this team was the top team in the Western Conference. Yeah, they they finished first in in the Western Conference. Um, and since then, it's been quite disappointing. And I think, especially this off season, everyone was saying. Get rid of everyone. Yeah, Monahan was on the trading block. Yeah. Scadro gone, washed up. Giordano's gone. Trash. The team's not going to have any leadership. Yeah, but you know, I look. They've got the depth. Uh, they got May, Sutter. May, here's my hot take on this team. Okay, here's <laughs> yes. my hot take. Listen Here up to go. this. Last year, Sutter comes in. Right, they play the same same time ten teams or or whatever. Same yeah. nine teams in COVID. When they go on the road, they have to go directly to the hotel and then rink, hotel, plane, home, yeah. rink, hotel. Yeah. So Sutter is just around you at all times. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think maybe these guys were just miserable, right? So now, you know, you can travel, you can go out and do things. Maybe yeah. they can kind of get away from the rink. And when they go there, they'll just I like deal this with this theory. guy. Right? So... Um, instead of just this guy being your warden and you're right. in jail, maybe that plays only when good. he needs to be now. Yeah, I mean, there's a loose hot take for you. You can write that one. I love down. that. I love that. Um, Quote that, folks. Yeah. So, but look, I, you know, team scoring this Meng Pani has been unbelievably hot yeah. to start the year. Look, when you're getting depth scoring, Rasmussen, this yeah. guy looks like a beast back there. Yeah, playing hard, solid hockey. Yeah. Um, you know, and it. Yeah, I think there's they're second in their division behind only the you know the the Oilers, the Oilers who have just yeah. been you know terrorizing teams. But um, yeah, hot, great start for them. They're mm-hmm. scoring a lot. They're keeping pucks out of their net, playing classic Sutter hockey. Um, you know, I think 
we look at guys like Goudreau who might not fit into that, but sometimes you add a little discipline in these ultra talented, skilled players games and everything can change. So look, it's still early, yeah, but you know, just another good Canadian story. And I agree, man. And I, I with things like this happen with Sutter and like a, this type of coach and or Tortorella, uh, they have a, they have a shelf life. But I mean, yeah, yeah. you can ride that wave for yeah, for squeeze a season the or juice two. out of everyone. Yeah, yeah for a season yeah, or two. Agreed. And if the and if he can make that happen in Calgary right now, they look like a team that can do some damage. Yeah, forty goals for twenty two against. I mean, you yeah. know, to put that in perspective, the Oilers have forty five. There you, you go. Know? So. No, great, great job by them. Yep, absolutely. Great question, Zach. Thanks, Thanks Zach. What else you got for us there, Uncle Paul? Uh, we got a reoccurring guest here. You guys might remember this guy from, I'm pretty sure it was the last time you guys were on. But uh, let me see. You recognize this voice? Hey, question for you rock stars at, uh, across oh, yeah. the pond. What's the deal with the Beijing Olympics? Uh is everybody going to show up and play nice? Uh, are any of the superstars planning on bowing out, or are we? Should we have a full-on, all-star, all-nations Olympics uh, spectacular at the Beijing uh, Olympics this year? Thanks, guys. As of right now, it's all systems go. Uh, we're just waiting to see who's going to be in these lineups. Great question, Mister Andrew Work. Thanks for uh, sending that in. Thank you, Andy. Um, it's all, all, obviously. You know the biggest, uh, you know, platform for for hockey, uh, the Olympics. Yeah. Um, we want to see the best players there. Right now, it looks like we're going to have that. Yeah. Um, the only debate now is whether or not. Well, it's been you know put in the in the news recently. China is definitely going to participate. Yeah. Uh, their men's hockey team. Um, but there will be an evaluation in the mid in the mid November. To make sure that they can handle themselves, I guess, and make sure that what kind of uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't, anyway, yeah. they've been approved and everything's a go as of right now. But they do, they did over under first game thirty five. They goals. did have written in the article that they will there will be an evaluation right. on the fifteenth and seventeenth of November. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's yet to be seen but as of right now Jess we're going to see in all systems go yeah are you excited about that oh look obviously this is like you know especially after missing the last one this is like the greatest hockey event there is right mm-hmm. um and and you know I can tell you for a fact that you know I've played you know and and trained and practiced with with guys who are at that level and they look at the Olympics as the mountaintop, you know? Yeah. Guys who have won Stanley Cups, you know, they look at the Olympics like, you know, we sitting here as fans look at it, you know? They want to go. They want to be Olympians. They want to wear that Canadian uh, crest on their jersey. So, look, I think that's why the players fought so hard for it, um, to, to get back in. And, you know, barring any kind of complications with COVID and, you know, flare-ups and whatever, um yeah, I think it's a tremendous opportunity for the NHL. I think China is a huge growth opportunity in terms of you know growing the game. Mm-hmm. Get the players there, get them out there, get them to this once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah, um, yeah. And then I mean, look at the raw. I mean, we've been talking about it, and you know, we'll probably have a, a special episode we or will. two leading up to it. But for sure, I cannot wait to see you know these players. 
playing against each other with each other on the big ice. I mean, geez, well, well, how can you not be excited if you don't? If you're not excited, man, oh man, check your like pulse. I mean, exactly. As a hockey fan, it's everything you want. Um, yeah. The biggest question mark, like I said, is China's participation, and right. um, so these guys are going to be untested. They haven't played a game in the IIHF in, in years. Um, I mean, who cares? Even if they get blown up 11 I know. This happens all the time. Is it good know? for the game? Is it good for the growth of hockey here, do you think? I mean, yeah, I mean like I'm not you, On the opposite to... side of what you just said, having yeah. the NHL players, having the spectacle of the greatest show on ice, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, in front of a more a more Asian audience is, is a great opportunity. Yeah. I but mean, look, we gonna, know. What's it going to – at what cost for, yeah. their, for their hockey team? I mean, I remember, what was it, in, um, in Torino, like Italy had a team. And, you know, they got steamrolled. They did. Kazakhstan and the World Juniors get steamrolled every year. Yeah. Like, I mean, this stuff happens, you know? Yeah. If if Canada's, you know, men's soccer, who actually, you know, are kind of coming on their way up, but, you know, not every country is going to be good at this. And then who knows? Maybe this is how they start to become good. Yeah. You know? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, that's all I like it's all we can hope for. Well, they got Canada game one, apparently, on the schedule. Man. So. This is the thing. This is the debate because no one's holding back in the Olympics because goal differential matters. Yeah. Which team do you think, Paul, I'll open this one up to you. Which team do you think would be the most ruthless in terms of like, you know? Canada, U.S. or Germany. Really? Yeah. You think they would just pile it on? No, that's the three teams they're going to have to play. Okay, so out of those oh. three teams. <laughs> I was yeah. like, that was quick. You thought about that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we, this wasn't prime. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, yeah. I was going to say, like, you know, if the Russians had them or, like, yeah. you know, the Finns or something. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe Canada will be ruthless, too. This guy sets you got the, the Americans, the Germans, and the Canadians. Yeah. Who's going to be the least ruthless? I don't know. Terry Whalen was here earlier, and he said the over-under for game one is 18. Tough. Or no, they were Canada's favor by 18 goals. Tough. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, well, well, listen, I mean, I'm all I'm all in. Andy, thanks for the great question. Yes, um, and we hope. As always. Yeah. And, man, I can't wait for the Olympics, dude. It's right in our backyard. You know, I'll be at uh, Yardley Brothers every night watching hockey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Paul. Sponsors are getting a bit better here, boys. Yeah, sponsors are great. Just a little bit. Uh, Paulie, (laughs) is there one more? Uh, There is. It's by another uh, returning guest. Uh, This guy, though, I mean, I I honestly got to say, he he called in a couple of times last year. Jess, this is the first time you're probably going to get the chance. He's a bit of an a-hole, in my my honest opinion, (laughs) if you know what A means, eh? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hello, hockey fans and across the pond podcast folks and fellow listeners. Oh, shut up. It's Maritime Rob. Uh, I just see Maritime Rob. on the uh, interwebs that Eichel is going to Vegas. And I uh, couldn't help but feel my heartbreak for all those loyal and desperate Buffalo Sabres fans out there. I have to say, like, throughout my life, there's only a few true Buffalo fans that I've met. But my cousin being one, uh, what I've noticed is that they are diehard Buffalo Sabres fans. They love the Sabres. But they just can't catch a break. This guy was the most exciting player since... Alexander Mogilny. And uh, now he's long gone. And it seems like nobody wants to go there 
Any hope for the Sabres fans out there, guys? See what I mean? Grade A, A hole. <laughs> Thank you, Maritime Sabes. Rob. Maritime Rob. Maritime Rob. Just hearing about the saves, huge trade, dial up out in the Maritimes, you know, internet news gets out there a bit slower than the rest of the world. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's still on dial up in the Halifax area. <laughs> Great question, Maritime Rob. And uh, I'm sure you're going to like the beginning of the podcast where we did go over this, but let's, let's dive back into this trade a little bit here. Yeah. Okay. We should because... There, this future for the Buffalo Saves could the saves. go. <laughs> yeah, the saves. The saves. The saves could go Never one of that. two ways. Because Jess, uh, I did show you a little stat here. Yeah, listen um, to this. The Buffalo Sabers only have three players on their roster more than two years signed. Or yeah. sorry, signed for more than two years. They've got fourteen UFAs. Their after entire this roster is UFAs. <laughs> They're right all on one-year contracts, basically. <laughs> Plus, they got. You know, like we said, Alex Tusk, uh, Tuck and Krebs in this trade, two pieces that are going to add to the pool of guys that they've got to build around right now. Yep. They just lost Jack Eichel, but they've got five guys in the lineup right now that are build-around type of guys Yep. with Olofsson mm-hmm. and Darlene. And now you've got Tuck, and now you've got Krebs. Yep. And you've got Dylan Cousins in there, who could be a legit top six yep. in the next year or two. He's only 20 years old. You've got a ton of draft picks. Three um, first-rounders next year. Yeah. And, I mean, I hope they all play because, look, I think before you showed me that stat of their basically entire franchise <laughs> one year going into free agency yeah. at the end of this season. Yeah. Um, maybe that's why they're playing so well. All these guys are, are playing play, for that they're deal. They're all on contract years. Right? Maybe that's the secret to success. You're here. all getting one One years. year deals. Guys yeah. just fighting for their lives and at all Skinner, times. Skinner's getting nine sheets. The most overpaid <laughs> player in the NHL, Jeff Skinner, nine million a year. <laughs> He's getting three million more than their next highest pay, paid guy, which is Kyle Pozo. Right. And then all, wow. after that, it goes all the way down to three million a year. So, I mean... And these guys have the lowest salary cap hit in the league at sixty-five million. Well, they're about to have. They could make lot some more. huge deals at the deadline here if they want to take a run. They this could year. sign like everyone. Look, the way they're going, they might be taking a run this year, Jess. Maybe. I mean, look. Yeah, look. Obviously, the trade had to happen. I mean, Eichel just flat out said, "I'm not playing here anymore." Yeah. Um. So you had to trade them, and it's probably not an easy trade to get through. But I really like the return they got. Um. Look. Be, don't forget how good Jack Eichel is. Like I think a lot of people with this whole ordeal and saga forget this kind of player. Like, yeah. look, Buffalo has been a brutal team for the last few years. Yeah. When they were at like the depth of their darkness, this guy was on like a twenty-three game point streak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the kind of guy that just all of a sudden, you know, there's not much going on, and kind of like McDavid, can just turn and beat everyone and go down and score. Yeah. And That's electrify true. a fan base. Absolutely. You know, I don't know if Tuck is that player. I think he's a great player to have in a franchise for sure. Uh-huh. He's definitely not that kind of player. Peyton Krebs, I mean, I, they're hoping that that's what it is. Um, one interesting note for our listeners, the first rounder um, is for next year that, that, that Vegas traded to the Sabres. If that pick becomes a top 10 pick this year, it becomes that... Buffalo won't get it. That goes to the following. It goes year. to the following year. Yeah, it's top ten protected, right? That's right. So, is there it's a chance Vegas finishes in the the bottom? Well, they keep going like this. The maybe, bottom ten teams. Yeah, look, uh, you had to move it. You had to move them. Yeah, you've gotten a roster player right away. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's hurt, but he'll be p- slotted probably right into that top line. 
who's 25 years old. Absolutely. Um, I don't mind this, dude. That's what no, I'm saying. Like, yeah. I think this is a good move for Buffalo. They got back. At least they didn't give away someone like with Taylor Hall or yeah. you know, some of the other big names that have come and gone through there in the last few years. They yeah. got a nice return. Yeah, and I mean, look, Vegas, you, know, you only have to see him twice a year anyway. So, you know, you literally <laughs> exactly. could trade him farther away. So, look, um, yeah, great question, Maritime Rob. I think your cousin, Maritime Bob, <laughs> is the saves are, they the still saves. got some work to do, and hopefully they can find some guys to sign because their whole team's going to free agency. So, definitely still some work to do, but, uh, you know, I'm confident to say step in the right direction. There you have it. All right, folks, that's the end of our second period. Tonight's third period is brought to you by Wheel Hub Asia. Wheel Hub Asia is committed to building community and bringing accessibility to inline hockey players in Southeast Asia. They've just started a new program called Three Inline, which is Hong Kong's first three on three inline hockey league. Wheel Hub Asia stands for professionalism and collaboration. For inline hockey players, by inline hockey players. For all your inline hockey needs, head to their website at wheelhubasia.com. All right, Jess, before we get to our CIHL update, uh, we don't have a lot to talk about with the CIHL this week. Uh, just a quick update on the NHL standings uh, as we take a quick look at the Eastern Conference standings. Um, Carolina, obviously off to a real hot start, 9-1. Oh, yeah. A bit of a surprise here. We've got Philadelphia, the Rangers, and Columbus all um, you know, battling with Washington right now for second, third, and fourth, and fifth place. Like They're all within a point. Yeah. Um, so they're both uh, all those teams off to hot starts. Any surprises in the Eastern Conference there for you in the Metro Division? Well, I think we talked about Philadelphia at the, at the you know, beginning of our season here. Uh, this team obviously they had an extremely disappointing year last year on the back of you know Carter Hart just not playing very well and but this is a really solid team and um, you know it seems like they're really fine in their game they made a couple big changes you know Voracek out that's a big change mm-hmm. um, and I think just a couple tweaks to that lineup they look really really good um, and then you know the Rangers as well they they really started to turn it on late last year mm-hmm. so not too too surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and then no surprises here. I think all three of us are hot on the Panthers right now. Obviously, um, yeah. Look, look at the Atlantic right now. No. Um, so obviously, the you got Florida, Toronto, Tampa, top three teams. But then at, in the four or five holes, you got Detroit and Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, followed by the Bruins, Polly. Uh, the least amount of games played right now in the league at nine. Just taking our time. Just taking your time. Taking you guys our time. Be all right. The yeah. old dogs getting their legs going. Slow and steady, boys. Slow <laughs> <Yeah>. and steady. <laughs> Yeah, not a great start for a lot of teams in the Atlantic. Yeah, the I Habs mean, obviously struggling. Yeah, prices coming back. Jess, does that give us any chance of turning things around? I mean, well, there's the short given, answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> the team is completely driven into a wall. What's your right hot now. take on the Habs, Jess? Yeah. Caulfield sent down. Yeah, uh, team's disaster mode right now. <laughs> I mean, one what job, a Jake is just not getting it done. Yeah, not not great. I mean, look. I still believe in in Dom. Um, Drew ends, you know, playing well, but yeah, losing. Look, losing your superstar goalie, superstar defenseman. Yeah, some depth. Dano. Yeah, ugly, ugly, ugly. Yeah. Um, sends same thing. Brutal. Um, I'm a bit shocked actually at Boston. We're not used to kind of seeing them, but they'll still find their game. Um, they always do. 
Yeah, they always do. Yeah. They're just yeah, about hanging around. They're five yeah. and four. How but, about let's uh, what about the Central Division? I mean, Minnesota's off to a great start. We might might have slept on them a little bit because uh, you know yeah. they they let go of some big names this uh, off season. Yeah. Um, and they're off to a real great start. And the Bluesers, who uh, you know thought would be off to a good start, are. Yeah. Any surprises in the Central? No, I mean, look, the, it's good to see Minnesota. That line picked up right where they left off with uh, Kaprizov, um, Zuccarello, and I think it's um, what's that other year? Erickson Eck. No, uh, is it Erickson? Anyway, that line was electric last year. They haven't skipped a beat. Um, you know, they're a fun team to watch. You know, a lot of people wouldn't say that about Minnesota if you think. Yeah. But oh, if you can watch so that team, watch. especially that Kaprizov, he's yeah. one of the most exciting players to watch. Um, yeah, St. Louis looks like they've rebounded nicely. Um, but are you shocked about Colorado right now? They're minus six, four or five and one record. Yeah, yeah, not uh, not great. But I think McKinnon's missed a couple of games. You know, expectations are sky high. And look, everyone knows the Avalanche are the team. So when teams are coming in to play them. That's their measuring stick, right? Oh, so yeah. they're coming in to say this they're is a big game to see where we're at, and mm-hmm. you know, you, Colorado can't take a game off. But that's what happens when, you know, when you're a top team like that. But like, I know it's still early, but yeah, not. Uh, you know, I think. Uh, you know, I think the the Jets too. Um, they've had a couple injuries, but um, they they look really good to me. I mean, they look really good to me. Yeah, they're they're getting through with some with some guys out of the lineup. This is a team that's going to be scary in the playoffs. Um, they just got to get there. So yeah, not too many surprises in the Central. I wouldn't say. I mean, the the, the Coyotes finally get their first win. Thank God. Finally at home. What an abysmal start to the year Minus for that franchise. In twelve games. Brutal, brutal. Yikes. All right, so uh, just quickly uh, touch on the Pacific. Uh, we we talked about the Calgary Flames ha- being off to a hot start. Yeah. Obviously, Edmonton, they're 9-1. The Ducks and San Jose Sharks, both right now ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, boy, what a hot take that was for the Knights being the crushing this division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to compete with them. No. No, they've been going through some injuries. The fact that they are 6-6 six and six right now, kind of impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the top two players are out. Now Carlson's out. Yeah. Um, and they don't have the depth that they used to have. No, no. Marcia so can't score five goals a night without those guys. No. And, I mean, you know, Leonard just hasn't been doing the job. He has not been doing the job, you know. So, um, but, yeah, I think, we, you know, we got to mention the Oilers again. Unbelievable start. This team, this is the best Oilers team I've seen. I wanted to ask you uh, earlier, do you think the Oilers have to make a move for a goalie? Do you think the rumors of Flower, maybe? Maybe. Because, I mean, he's, uh, but his trade, his trade value is not very high right now. Flower's off to the worst start I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Just horrible. Yeah. I mean, Um, I know we, we, he hasn't made a save yet in Chicago. Yeah. Not great, not great. Um, I mean, you know, he gets older. He's getting older and older. I don't. I, I'm. I'm sure he still I has some the time. Guy. I mean, look, he won the Vesna last season. Love the guy. You know, he won the Vesna last year. Yeah. Incredible team teammate. Incredible player. Yeah. Um, look, the one thing I'll say about, to say about him. No, 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 of course not. Is he going to walk into Edmonton and be the guy, or is there someone else out there, or are the Edmonton Oilers actually going to shop for a goalie? I don't know. I mean, because Koskinen's kind of been playing the role. The the scary thing about the one big downside for me about the Oilers is, you know, I, we watched that Rangers game, right? Mm-hmm. Which is an incredible game for from a fan point of view. But in the playoffs, you don't win like that. 
Yeah. You don't go down 4-1 in the playoffs and come back and win 6-5. <coughs> and you certainly unless don't do that. Bruins Leafs. Yeah, yeah, unless it's Bruins Leafs. Yeah, ouch. Thanks, guys. Okay, anyway, we'll see you guys in two weeks. No, actually, I quit. Um, that was nice. They, that doesn't happen yeah. in playoffs, so they got to tighten that up. But uh, right now, it's... I mean, you know, Kenny Holland knows what he's doing. You know, Kenny Holland knows what he's doing, and, and Kenny, we all trust right now. You know, what a quick turnaround that was from the playoffs last year to <laughs> I now. I know, I know. We're the greatest team ever, whereas well, like three I, months ago was well, trade I think, everyone. But I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Jess. I mean, you don't win these high-scoring back-and-forth games in the playoffs in a seven-game series. No it's not what wins a series. No we all know that. No. Um, and the Oilers have always – that's been their issue. Yeah. So they do have to tighten that up, and I wouldn't be surprised, if, you know – you might feel bad for Mike Smith at some point if they bring in somebody ahead of him. Same but age. You got. <laughs> you got to. You got to. You got to go with it because I mean, if that's the one thing that may get them over the hump, it's the it's the missing factor in my opinion. Yep. All right, so let's move on. That was our quick uh, look at the NHL standings. Uh, the CIHL, Jess, uh, two weeks off. Bye weeks. Two bye weeks in the CIHL. Um, so you guys have off to uh, you know pretty good start at the new rink out in DB. Yep. Um, a shout out to the DB Ice Crew and the arena. They've been doing a great job. Unbelievable um, guys out there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, to everyone that's been coming out to the games, Jess. Uh, what do you have to say about what's the start of the league and the start of the season out in Discovery Bay this year? Yeah, it's been very well received. I know some guys were a bit, um, you know, we were wondering how it was going to be and. Um, again, for our listeners out there who might not be familiar with Hong Kong, you know, you got to take a boat to this island um, where this rink is. But, you know, Saturday night, people want something to do out on this island and they've been coming to coming to the game. So yeah. it's been a ton of fun and um, the rink is great. And like you said, the rink staff are awesome. They do a great job and a bunch of restaurants and pubs out there. So, you know, score a couple of goals on the ice, get, have a couple of goals off the ice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been it's been so fun, super fun, man. Yeah, uh, I have to Missed say, it. It, yeah, exactly. Um, the the league's been you know getting better year after year. There's a lot of great players, including yourself, Jess. A lot of guys who you know have played in, in Division One NCAA hockey, major junior players, yep. uh, guys who play college in the states, um, university in Canada, played pro in Europe. Yep. There's there's such a you know a unique mixture of players yeah. uh, in the league and you're, you're even helping to cultivate some of the younger players in this in the city yeah. who get an opportunity to play with and against you guys every yeah. saturday night so you know it's a special league there's a lot going on in the hockey world here in hong kong folks thanks to the china hockey group uh and, and the other great organizations here in the city as well yeah. a lot of great people doing a lot doing god's work that's right spread uh, the game spread the game so uh we're back on the ice this saturday night jess we got the Sharks and the Warriors taking off uh, at Game One, starting at seven thirty. Uh, what do you think? What, what's your preview on this game? Uh, two teams uh, maybe going in different directions here, unless uh, the Warriors can get healthy. Yeah, well, the Warriors will have some bodies back. Big Dave Bellucci's finally returned and out of quarantine, so that'll yeah, be a nice a injection help. for them. Um, but yeah, no big game for them both. You know, you you don't want to. It's a short season, so you don't want to. 
go down you know too far in the standings uh mm-hmm. too early so this will be i'll definitely have my eye on this one yeah the sharks beat them in the first uh the first weekend of the se- of the season seven four right so uh the the warriors will be looking to get some revenge there, yeah that's for sure you oh know, yeah smitty will be fired up smitty will one. be rocking yeah yeah <laughs> all right and then game two uh yourself the macau aces you guys are hosting the uh the defending champs the yes. tycoons the, the Hong Kong tycoons a rematch of last year's folks if you have not seen these two teams face off then you should check this out uh that game will start at nine o'clock on saturday um two high-paced teams uh, it should be a good battle uh, yeah. two teams that were in the finals last year yeah. jess what are you expecting i mean look this is a really good team um the tycoons they've they had our number last year we didn't lose a lot last year but they seem to kind of have our number and ultimately they they beat us in the final on uh, my boy pat hayes's um you know big game winner um, that he loves to talk about all the time. <laughs> uh, but I'm excited to get a little bit of revenge, hopefully. Um, yeah. But look, I think they're still the favorite this year. Um, yeah. So it uh, look, you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Absolutely. So this will be the battle for first place. Jess, you guys are undefeated. Best of luck Saturday night. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, folks. So come on out to the Discovery Bay Ice Rink and support Hong Kong's elite full contact adult hockey league. All right, Polly. Yes. What's up, boys? Are you awake over there? Somebody ah, give him a shake. Okay, okay. He's <laughs> right. looking up another trivia brain. Well, stumper. that's all. I was just wondering. Well, because, we like, got to get an answer to this trivia well, question. I, I didn't even have time to sneak in a quick I, Google search. <laughs> here's the thing. Okay, so I was taking some points. So the last time I asked you guys a question, there was four answers. You, but you both got all four right. So yeah. you both tied at 4-4. Four, four. At the moment, the new question... Kind of seemed like it stumped you guys. Yeah. Right? Guilty. So Guilty. Yeah. So uh, I gave you a hint. I said two of your answers were correct. Yeah. So uh, basically, I think you guys know who, who you're talking about, right? Yeah. Who, who, who Wait, like, give us one more chance. Okay, so I'll ask you a question again. In 1988-89 season, yeah. four players finished with 150 points or more. Who were these four players? Now you guys rambled off a bunch of names before. I said Brett Hall, Adam Oates. I said before <laughs> two of them were correct. I mean, who do you think it was of the two? Gretz and Lemieux, right? Yeah, Chris. Yeah. Okay, so those those are correct. Right. Yeah. So we're struggling with the other two. <laughs> the other two, I got to give two points if you can get at least right. one of these. I'll give you a couple of hints. Give us a hint. You go first. Kay. I'll go second. Okay. Okay. Only one name though. I'll give right. you I'll give you four players. Okay. Yari Curry. Lenny McDonald. Stevie Eiserman. Or Mike Bossy. It's Curry and Eiserman. Final answer. Who you got? I mean Bossy was scoring fifty goals every year. The, I don't know in eighty nine. Well, they won, I think, in '85. So I'm gonna go with Bossy. I'm sticking with, with Bossy. You get a Bossy. You get one. You get one choice. Only one. Well, I mean, if you want to go two, I'm gonna oh, take. Yeah. I'm gonna take two points okay, off. I'm if taking Yeri Curry. You're taking Yeri Curry. Yeah. Both answers are incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Y. I said Stevie Y too. Well, you did, but then you went back on it. Stevie, Stevie Y. Stevie Y. And Bernie Nichols. 
Bernie. <laughs> Who would have thought Bernie oh Knuckles? Oh my god! Uh, I would have guessed four hundred hockey players before I exactly, said Bernie Nichols. Exactly, exactly. That's a made-up name. <laughs> uh, wow. hey, hey Siri. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bernie Nichols. <laughs> wow. You stumped us. So, uh, well, Paul, you put you two points up for yourself on the board. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's on the board now. Uh, put it on the window. That's yeah. good. That's good. Okay. Well, I guess, um, yeah, I guess it's time to tell a story. Yes. Well, will you take us home and end this thing I with a little story <laughs> time? <laughs> it's the best one yet. All right. Gather around, children. Ray Bork played nearly 21 seasons with the Boston Bruins and filled those years consistently with excellent play, which made him a shoe-in for the Hockey Hall of Fame. Despite playing nearly 180 playoff games with the Bruins, however, Bork had never played for a Stanley Cup winner and knew his career was nearing an end. In the year 2000, the Bruins dealt Bork to the Colorado Avalanche. And one year later, in the final season of his career, Bork finally won the Stanley Cup, of course. But the day that Ray Bork was allowed to take the Stanley Cup around with him, he went back home to Boston, where roughly 20,000 fans showed up at a rally to celebrate the moment, the end. There you go. He's a Bruin. Do or die. Or live and die with the Bruins. Come on. Well, I mean, not last week or last time was uh, Montreal. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, you got to give There'll it to There'll be a leaf story coming up. Yeah. I mean, there's this this kind of thing goes two ways. Jess, the guy chases a championship, he gets it, he retires. Yeah. Should he have done it? Or should he have stayed a Bruin and never won a championship? Get the cup for sure. Yeah, I agree. Get the cup for sure. Yeah, you deserve it. The I only mean, problem is when you leave and don't win, it just like you kind of no. But at least like Sundin, yeah. my boy. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know? true. That's true. But I mean, tried, gave it a go. I still think it's one of the more iconic moments in hockey. When so when they did when win they the cup, they gave to it him. to Sackick, so the captain gets it. Yeah. Usually, the captain skates around. No, mm. they gave it right to the captain, and he didn't even lift it up. He gave it right to Bork. Yeah. Iconic call. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. That yeah. gives me so I'll watch that usually once every six months. Yeah, it'll pick I me mean, up. Yeah, every time you need <laughs> it'll a little, pick me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great story, Paulie. Uh, yes. Nicely done, man. Thank you. You know, Thank hopefully you. the Leafs are coming around here soon. Oh, yeah, one of those stories. There's not many not many good stories with the, the Leafs, Leafs out there. So. Against the <laughs> All right, boys. Uh great job tonight. Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Paulie. Yep. Um, Jess, I'm gonna ask you one final question. Oh boy. What do we look out for for the next two weeks? What are we watching for? Good question. You were pretty bang on with the Leafs turning yes, things around. I hammered that one. Thank so you. So the Leafs, uh, you know, uh, panic button is off yep. at the moment. Yep. For, for the- All is good back in Leafland. Yeah. So um, right now, uh, what are people watching for in the next couple of weeks? Who, who should we have our eye on? I Look, we've talked a little bit about Vegas. We've talked a bit about Colorado. Colorado's too good of a team to to keep this up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watch for them to kind of crank up the heat. Watch for Nate. Um, you know, these star players in NHL, they're watching each other as well. Yeah. So, you know, all the talk right now is about McDavid and Dreisaitl. You know McDavid's sitting up in Denver right now, you know, shaking his fists. So watch for him to kind of have this electric, put himself back into that spotlight. Um, 
I think watch out for the, the Wild here. I actually like this team. So watch them to keep rolling. Last thing I'll say, I'm on the Panthers, baby. I'm on Still the Panthers, riding the Panthers. Still riding the Panthers. All right, Jess, you stay on board the choo-choo train to Florida. Paulie, thanks, buddy. And yep. uh, that was Across the Pond, and that's a wrap. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, Wheel Hub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to acrossthepondhk.com or find us on social media at acrossthepondhk. Gather around, children. Despite playing... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's halfway through the story. <laughs>